Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, that's his thing. I mean, Kyrie probably sages his room before he played 2K. Exactly seven days before Christmas, and I am still Christmas shopping. Welcoming <laughs> to the show, we've got my co-host Dre. How you doing, man? Uh, luckily, I'm done my Christmas shopping. Uh, it's all relying on um, on Canada Post to deliver it on time. So that's my own headache. Uh, Jason, are you worried <laughs> about either or? Uh, no, actually, I think all of my Christmas shopping is finished. Now I'm just Christmas shopping for myself, to be honest. Nice. But welcome, everybody, uh, to That's a Wrap. This is a Raptors podcast for fans by Raptors fans. And you know what? I just got to say, man, this is the start of, as Jay said, um, you know, seven days before Christmas, which means that it's only five days until the start of the season. And this is our third season, boys. This wow. is the start of our third season, which is kind wow. of crazy because if it seems like kind of like just yesterday when we just started this so congratulations to us thank you everyone who's been following us on that's a rap pod on twitter that's a rap podcast on on instagram whoever shouted us out there um and message us there we we see you and everything it's 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 been a lot of fun and we can't wait to continue doing this we got some ideas down the line we're still thinking about it chopping up ideas with each other we'll see what goes on but this pod is going to keep on going and you know these raptors are going to go to the playoffs so we're going to go we're going to do those post games. But for today, I thought, you know, we could do some predictions, just just have some fun and, and think about, you know, what what could be the, the fact that NBA is back, you know. So, uh, Jay, do you want to start us off? I mean, I mean, we can talk about the honest thing, but I don't know if there's too much to talk about uh, at this point. Well, I, I think that it's just because the last episode we were still I, I think I spent a, a considerable amount of time, you know, 
slandering the Bucks and and saying that you know Giannis Giannis Watch 2.0 was 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 going to be or this is Kawhi Watch 2.0 really uh, was going to be kicked off and uh, you know they they came around and slapped me back in the face so I I just want to quickly touch upon the fact that you know since our last episode Giannis has decided to sign his extension and while I am possibly bringing up some old wounds for those that have already buried it in the back of their minds I did want to quickly touch upon this and 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 talk about this because it was going to be the big story heading into the season and now that's done we can actually focus on predictions so just some really quick thoughts on on the Giannis extension um what were your what were your thoughts when it came out I know that we have our group chat and I think uh Dre's no had approximately 25 o's in it so um you know initial thoughts on the extension and even if you feel like it comment on where do you think the Raptors are gonna head from here well, we have a very interesting free agency to look at. Uh, I thought that Rudy Gobert was considering, you know, extending his time with the Jazz, but now I'm hearing some differing opinions. So if we can get Rudy Gobert in the free agency, that would be an absolute steal, I think. Otherwise, we kind of set this all up to get Giannis and. It slapped us in the face, as you said. But I feel like we do have a lot of options, and I don't even know if they're all exercisable right now. And I mean, there's also a possibility that, you know, either now through trade or in free agency, there's talks about James Harden, which, you know, I would rather not. So let's move on. Uh, Yeah, agreed. Kawhi, and I'm sure we'll get into this later, ever since all of these talks about Jerry West came up, I don't even know if he's going to consider coming back because, you know, it's kind of opened up a lot of how he views himself in, in Los Angeles, like him being the the role, like the the go-to guy, the, the figurehead of the franchise. He's at home. Apparently he doesn't need to find gloves that can fit his hands. (laughs) So um, all sorts of stuff. So I don't actually know. It's kind of scary to think that our plan didn't work, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that Giannis can't be traded to us if he doesn't like where he's at this time next year. You know, there are there are so many explorable options, so it looks a little dicey right now, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, so I guess my initial thought when I saw, I guess Dre's no, I thought it was going to be uh, in 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 our group chat. Usually, it's it's going to be something about a basketball free agency. So you know, we kind of talked about it. We were going to, if we were to bet money, we would know. We would think that Giannis was going to sign back with the Bucks, and now that he ultimately did, it's like, well, what's next? And and I'm thinking like, you you can't not think that the Raptors and Bobby. And Masai and his whole team already have plan, you know, if Giannis was plan A, then they already had plan B, C, D, E, everything throughout, you know, eternity already planned out. Like they there had this whole free agency class of hopefully Giannis signs. And if that doesn't happen, we're screwed. I don't think that's that's them. That's not what the what the Raptors are are about, right? So it, it, to me, I think what's next is I I I rely on or I count on Bobby and Masai to make the right move. But for the Raptors themselves, what's next is definitely signing Masai. I mean, that's the free agent that's that's looming, right? And with 
I, I mean, I'm sure we have, uh, we're going to be in great hands. I don't think Masai is just going to leave and up and leave and, and be like, okay, you guys figure this out. I mean, but at the same time, Bobby hasn't even signed this extension either. So if you're talking about what's next for the Raptors, it's definitely signing those two gentlemen um, because they have put a, they have made the Raptors to who they are today and to a winning franchise to one of the top teams in the NBA, maybe not for free agency, but that's what makes this team so uh, incredible that like, it's not all about uh, who, who free agency, who, who in free agency that we can lure in. It's all about player development. And because of that, it, you know, we have to try our best to sign Masai and, and Bobby. And I think it's already there. Like Masai can basically sign whatever contract he wants. It just depends on if he wants to stay there. So yeah, I mean, now it's more of like, let's move on. Raptors fans like there's no we can't pout about it or anything like that we just got to be like you know what that was a, a nice thing that that a nice thought in our head but at the end of the day he's not he's not a raptor let's focus on the raptors that we have today let's focus on kyle lowry fred van fleet the growth of malachi the growth of og still and let's see where next year happens because by the end of next year we will know what Masai and bobby are gonna do all right fine i will dwell on this as much as i'd like to <laughs> we i mean we have to we can't just be like well boo no, because I'm not, I'm not saying this in terms know? of like you know kicking a stone and moping around or yeah anything. i think there there's the interesting part of this is that this this whole plan wasn't about just Giannis. i know that obviously all signs pointed to that but i also think that you know the the flexibility that they've given themselves. Okay, let's let's yeah. say hindsight's twenty twenty, and the Raptors knew all along that they weren't signing Giannis, um, or at least that they had uh, a very small chance of signing him. Do you think that they would still have not paid up for Ibaka and or Gasol to run it back? That's hard to say, but the flexibility that it's afforded them does keep a lot more options open, does keep the possibility mm -hmm. of a Gobert open, does keep the possibility of, hey, maybe we could actually consider trading for Harden and still have a ton of money left to fill out this roster next year, make a run this year, improve our championship odds this year. Um, yes, it would be at the, the, the loss of a really big name such as Siakam or Lowry, but it improves your championship odds this year and also leaves you still with that flexibility next summer i'm just throwing it out there but i yeah, agree with you and, and, yeah. and also and also the the fact that like trades like what happened with Kawhi, it's kind of comes in a, in a blue moon once in a while right so and and we they we were in a position to do so because of the growth and the talent that we had with of uh, you know of course Demar was the face of the franchise but i mean he grew as a raptor same as Jakob. so what we can do now is be patient, right? And be, do the player development. And at, at a certain point in time, there is going to be a chance for either we trade somebody or we're going to sign a free agent or, you know, some disgruntled uh, star as I, as in Kawhi wants out. So it's, uh, it, it can't be just, we're going to have a plan for one person and one yeah. person alone. Totally you know what I mean? Agree. So there's there's going to be another opportunity at the moment. Right now, let's this we had an opportunity of of you know signing Fred, which was touted as you know the top three free agent in the in the class this year, and we did. You know, so let's focus on that. I agree. I agree. So let's uh let's move on then. Let's get to the the juicy part of this, and that is 
predicting the season. We did this last year and, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I'm going to absolutely toot my own horn here. I had (laughs) 15 of the 16 playoff teams correct because, you know, no one, absolutely no one could have predicted Curry getting injured and Golden State not finishing in the top two. But having said that, uh, now that I've thrown myself out there, I think I should try to back up my words and see if we can do another repeat this year. And this time, go for perfection. So uh, are you guys ready to make some predictions for the upcoming season? Sure. I'm game. I'm game with your game. All right. All right. Let's go straight into it. The first thing we've got on deck is predicting the top eight teams in the East. Um, I It's up to you guys who wants to go first. Um, you, it doesn't even necessarily need to be in a specific order. You can just list out your eight playoff teams or... If we did, I think we did last year. We we did list them year. in order. I I totally yeah. put it in order, hundred percent. Okay, yeah, you got Go it. You got it. Well, Jason, right, I actually so... have you first in my in my Excel spreadsheet here. So uh, okay, there you fire go. away. <laughs> All right, so I hope I can hear the typewriter going. So number one. <laughs> I guess I, we don't really have to go through all and, and explain it. If there is like one that's crazy, yeah, sure, I'll explain so. it. But, you know, yeah. there's no point of going through 16 teams. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I got one uh, Milwaukee, two Brooklyn, three Boston. Uh, let, let me know if you need me to slow down, Jay. No, no, no. Four, no yeah, four Miami, five Toronto, six Philly, seven Indiana, and eight Atlanta. Oh, right. wow. Okay. Uh, Dre, you want to go next? Or you want me to go next? Uh, you go. All right. I got number one, Bucks. Number two, the Raptors. Ooh. Well, that's three, really high. It is, isn't it? Uh, number three, the Sixers. I like it. Number four, the Celtics. Number five, the Nets. Number six, the Heat. Number seven, the Pacers. And number eight, the Magic. Okay. You don't have Brooklyn on there? No, I, he had, a I had them at uh, five. Sorry, I, I was oh, saying okay. the team okay. name. I should have said the city, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the team I don't have there is Atlanta. Um, ah, I'm staying boring there. and sticking with the same eight teams. Oh, no, not the same eight teams. Brooklyn's in there now. But uh, yeah, I'm sticking the boring magic on there again uh, uh. and not jumping on this Atlanta Hawks train yet. No, I'm, I'm not hopping on that Atlanta Hawks train either. I've got... Oh, interesting. First, I thought you would have. No, uh, I've got first Milwaukee, two Brooklyn. Actually, Jason, uh, I felt like you were copying my notes for a second. Uh, <laughs> three Boston, four Miami, five Toronto. Wow, the first six, five. six Sixers. Yeah, but now it's going to change very slightly. I have the Pacers at eighth, but seventh, much to my chagrin, I have Washington. I was going to say, like, no, oh, none wow. of us have, none of us have Washington. I'm actually shocked that I didn't include Washington, but uh, I've got them. Don't worry. Yeah. I, I'm kind of glad that they made it in, on your list because. Uh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So clearly, our surprise teams are Washington, Atlanta, and I guess in Jay's case, Orlando, because for some reason, they always make the A seed. Yeah. But Dre, why, um, why Washington? Is it because of Westbrook? I think the tandem of a Westbrook who's not being stymied by Harden and a Bradley Beal who doesn't have to carry the team will be fantastic for the organization. That's that's basically all, all he need was was that spark. And and do you guys? I, I my memory's so bad for for two, uh, in 
Westbrook's MVP season, or if you think about his OKC teams, his best teams, the ones that he carried by himself with no Durant, no Harden, who was his second best teammate? Shea? No, it was before Shea. Oh. Shea was part of the trade, right? So Right, 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 right. I can't I can't think of it. And that's the point I'm trying to make here is that <laughs> he he's got uh and he carried that team into the West playoffs. So think about that now in the East where it's easier to make the playoffs and he's got a side a side chick <laughs> uh <a> teammate <laughs> in in Bradley Beal here. Uh I, I I would go so far as even just changing my pick to say that Washington will make it, but I'm going to stick to my guns, go a little bold here, stick with Orlando. But I, I fully agree with you, Dre. I think that Washington definitely has the guns to to make it, and and they could really make us look silly for not choosing them. Definitely, yeah. What the the Westbrook conversation is is. I mean, the Westbrook and a healthy Bradley Beal. I feel like that could that could definitely that could be enough in the spot. East. Yeah, yeah. But why'd you true. pick Atlanta I mean, then? Uh, honestly it's kind of in the same case as in and we'll talk about it later but in the same case when it comes to chris paul i think rajon rano is going to make a huge difference to to that uh backcourt with trey young mm-hmm. they had they finally have a full year with clint capella they just got bogdan uh, Dan- uh danilo uh you know they they, they deandre they hunter i mean yeah, john collins like these these, a, these guys are, are are really good like you know individually they're really really good so the fact that they got Rajon, i thought that was a huge pickup for them just to get that veteran presence there and i think click capella is going to be really good for them too i don't know I, I mean i don't think they're going to make that much noise but i mean atlanta has to make the playoffs like they, they, they could be I feel like, yeah what they've done on in the offseason i think that kind of pushes them ahead of the orlando talk yeah i i agree with the orlando talk i i obviously have my own preferences but orlando is the exact same team you know that's they are yeah that's like i said that's why this is like it was more a shock to me because they're the most boring team to choose but it's just yeah yeah Yeah. you know okay well so there you have it raptors fans like i i have them i think i basically have the exact same list when it comes (laughs) to the top six so we have them at five j optimistically hey what's up i love it it has them at two. We all, all three of us have Milwaukee. And I think, you know, you can't help the fact that, you know, Milwaukee has always, or the re- most recently has been a very, very good uh, season team. Yeah. So I, I can see them uh, surpassing the, the 50. I know the games are a little bit less now, but I sure see them passing the 50 game mark or 50 game win mark. So, so there you have it. Let us know who you have in your top eight. Uh, and also before we, before we go to the West, there is a, in-game tournament and if you guys remember in the bubble they also implemented an in-game tournament which Ah, i don't they don't call it a wild card because they should call it a wild card every single person every league calls it a wild card but there is going to be an end game uh, end of i guess end of the year tournament um where the seventh and eighth seed here i have it right here yeah uh should we do that then should we include a ninth and a tenth right now yeah uh sure that's technically like almost into the playoffs you know what i mean and now okay point, the west can have the spurs and i won't feel so bad yeah <laughs> okay let's uh let's nine, quickly nine. go through those yeah okay, sure sure okay if so I, jason who's your nine and ten i think we're gonna end up with each other's teams <laughs> definitely yeah. definitely i'm going if i were gonna do nine and ten i'll definitely go washington and i will go orlando nine nine washington orlando ten I'm gonna go nine Atlanta, ten Orlando. 
Atlanta, <laughs> Orlando. Man, I just want to be different. Jeez, man. Uh, you just like New York. Like you don't have any other option. Yeah, you, <laughs> I know. No, actually, I was, I was, I was gonna make a case for Charlotte, but okay, I'm just gonna say Atlanta and Washington. Those I mean, are... Charlotte may surprise people. I uh, that oh, definitely. I think Charlotte will will surprise people. Yeah. yeah. You know? I I don't I think they'll be the maybe the Atlanta of that I don't know I don't think they're going to be very good so I'm, I'm going to stick with the the well, Washington. They had a little bit of promise until um, Gordon Hayward broke his fingers. So I mean, right? right. Now, Do we know how long he's out for? Uh, probably not that long, but you know, if it's a, it's a 72 game season and this is a very competitive East, that, is true. that could already set them back. Like let's say at the end mm. of the season, they're two games behind. That week or two without Gordon Award, that's all it took, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so moving over to the West now. Um, we started off with Jason. Do you want to go first again, or Dre? Maybe we switch the order. Dre, uh, sure. Dre do you we'll want to go switch first? Yeah, switch at least prove that I'm not cheating. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Let's have Jason copy you now. Okay, yeah. so we're going to do the, the ninth and tenth as well, right? Well, yeah. Gotta do yeah. That. Okay. You're going to notice a team that would have been missing until the ninth and 10th. Uh, yeah, same see. for me. <laughs> let's see if, if you pointed it out. And if I need to explain, I will. Uh, so number one, I have the Lakers. I think that goes without saying. Yeah. Number two, I have Denver. Number mm-hmm. three, I have the Clippers. Okay. Number four, a bit of a hot take. I've got the Mavericks. Number five, I've got Fine. Utah. Number six, I've got New Orleans. I think they're going to fire in all cylinders. Wow. Number seven, I've got Portland. Mm-hmm. Number eight, I've got Phoenix. I think the Phoenix Suns are going to do it this year with you know the. I know who I know who your nine or yeah. ten one is. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Number nine is the team that I have not said yet because I think there's going to be disgusting toxicity amongst the team if the guy stays or if he leaves. That's Houston. And number mm-hmm. 10, that's San Antonio. All right. It's a contract year for DeMar and LaMarcus. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jason, bad list. do you want to uh, show yeah. us that you have the exact same list as uh, Jason? <laughs> yeah. If not you know San Antonio, the Grizzlies. So. <laughs> I uh, I have almost the not not on the top six, but around the basically the same at the at the bottom end. So I got the Lakers, um, number one. I got the Clippers, number two. I got number three, Portland. Whoa. I got I got Denver for number four. I got Golden State for number five. Ooh, here we go. <laughs> I got Dallas for number six. I got Utah for number seven, and I got the Phoenix Suns at number eight. Number nine and ten, respectively, the same as Dre. I got Houston and San Antonio. Right on. There's, right on. there's someone missing in your list. I don't know who. Is there? Because when you put Golden State up there, that I'm, I'm just comparing yours to Dre's. I'm like, which oh, uh, New Orleans. Dre, Dre put ah. New Orleans. Up. Oh yeah. wow. I, I don't. I don't have too much. Uh, confidence in newer i don't but put it this way i don't have too much confidence in zion's knees mm, <laughs> interesting i like that i like that thinking <laughs> and that's also why the team though like What's that? he's oh, no he's gonna be fantastic for a couple of games i just i honestly don't know if he he's such an explosive player at such a young age and he's he, like he's still growing into his body and so when here when you're going against strong men like 
uh, well, thankfully, Steven Adams is, is on his team now. But I just feel like he he's I, I hope I hope to God that he's going to be healthy. I just don't have confidence in his knees. I really don't. I, I would actually I would second that, you know, and I, I went so far as saying on uh, before the draft last year, uh, I hope we have it in a recording somewhere. But I said that R.J. Barrett would have a better career than Zion. Oh, wow. And that was a very pro Canadian take. But at the same I mean, time, you're, you're I mean, not wrong yet. Like, yeah, it's still a prediction. If if you he know. ever gets off the Knicks or if they ever surround him with actual shooters, then he will thrive. But um, yeah, the, the, with Zion, it is very yeah his his health issues are, are very concerning for me. Yeah. Um, again, exactly. hope hopefully he does actually you know stay healthy um, because I have them in the playoffs and I will Ooh. tell you right now where I have them. So number uh, one, number one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> It's like Jesus, Jay. Are you <laughs> I know you like predictions, but damn. Hey, man, you know Eric Bledsoe's there now. He's all he does is play on number one teams now, right? So that's true. Um, uh, okay, he's, so he's a call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so I got uh, similar to you guys, Lakers at number one. Similar to Jason, I got the Clippers at two. Uh, Utah for me is at number three. Mm. Oh. Um, a little bit higher than you guys. Um, number four, I've got Dallas. Oh, uh, actually, Dre. Yes. Um, is that also where you had them? You had yes. them at four. Yes, yeah, I did. Because for you, I listed Denver twice for some reason. I figured one of those has to be Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Denver's okay. so good. They finished second and fourth. Okay, so <laughs> I've got the Mavericks at four. I've got Denver at five. Um Houston at six. I, I don't feel too confident about that, but uh, what the heck? Who cares? Uh, Portland at seven uh, and the Pelicans rounding it out at eight. So yes, that left out uh, both of your uh, playoff teams. That's Phoenix at number nine and the surprising Sacramento Kings at number 10. Oh, I, I, I was be. waiting for someone to bring up the Sacramento Kings. I, I don't like just because he has a lucrative contract now. I don't think that Sacramento's. I mean, what do they have else besides Darian Fox? They have like Harrison Barnes. Hey, they it's, got Buddy Hilt. But Buddy Hilt's technically uh, not there. I mean, he's there, but he's not mentally there. <laughs> I will. I will stick to my guns here. And besides, this is the this is the tenth spot, anyways. They'll they'll get obliterated by my Phoenix, I assume, in, in the play in, right? But yeah, um, it's not like you said Oklahoma yeah. City or something. Sacramento could easily make tenth. Yeah. Yeah. But then it shows you the variability, right? I mean, we had the exact same 10 teams in the East, but in the West, I mean, Golden State made this list. Uh, mm-hmm. Phoenix didn't make the playoffs in one, you know, the Sacramento's on, like it's, it's, there's some variability here. And then that's kind of the fun part of the West. Like there's just so I mean, much. Yeah. Still, like, you have a yeah. Memphis that could, yeah. you know, you have a, a Minnesota that could. We don't actually know. There aren't too many teams in the West that are verifiable garbage right now, except for Oklahoma City. Aww. No, <laughs> Sorry, Shay. Next year, <laughs> yeah. next year, they're going to be number one once they start accruing all of those number one picks. But right now, they're in repo yeah. mode, and that's that's just how it is. The amount of number ones that they they basically can throw it like like just throw in dice and see what lands at this point because they have so many number one picks. So, yeah, uh, yeah eventually they're going to come back into contention. But at the moment, like all they are sitting on are picks, man. So, I mean, okay, so if you're talking about surprise teams and and I don't know if Golden State is more is a surprise team. I know they don't have Clay Thompson, but I mean, 
Steph Curry, man. Steph Curry is one of the top, what, five team, five uh, players in the league if he's yep. healthy. And yep. that him alone, if you're talking about Westbrook, who will lead a team to the playoffs, I mean, I would say, you know, Steph Curry is miles ahead of him at the, at this moment. And he probably has a better team. So I, I can't not put Golden State back into contention. They're probably not going to be like as high as I, I'd like them to be at number six. I have them or number five. I have them, I believe. But at the same time, I, I feel like that's, you know, Steph Curry is going to just lead them to, to back into contention. Now that we have that. Let's let's pick out and Jay, since uh, you went last for or didn't go first for the first two lists, yep. who do you have as the East and West champions? Uh, this is hard. This is very hard. Uh, and I kind of wish I wasn't going first because I actually didn't make this pick. So I'm I'm going to continue stalling here. <laughs> I will actually the easy choice for me. Yes, the Lakers. Do you want one of us to start first? No, I'll 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 babble my way through it, ramble my way right. through it. Um, but All for right. sure, like without a doubt, Lakers coming out of the West. The East is just so variable. Like I, I mean, I could yeah. I could see the the Celtics making it out this time, but I'm not going to choose them. Um, and I'm going to continue stalling until I eventually <laughs> land on Toronto. <laughs> Guys, I really don't know who to choose here. I really don't know. I'll just say this. There is just so much to not like for all of these top six teams. There is a lot to not it's, like. So yeah. Um, I'm going to um stall some more and say, uh, Dre, why don't you go next? Sure. So <laughs> the obvious pick in the West is uh the Los Angeles Lakers. So I'm gonna stick with that as well. In the East, as much as I would love, love Jimmy Butler to get that second chance, I think the Celtics are going to pull through this time. I think it's going to be Boston. Jason, what about you? So I would like to go be different from all three of you, but I'm not going to be that guy. I mean, the Lakers, is there. not only do they have the best player in the world they have two of the best players in the world and they ultimately got better from last year from the right. offseason additions so what can you say what can you say about the lakers as for the east jay uh i know you're stalling and i'm i'm hoping you don't pick the same person because it's going to be hard to say that all three of us pick the same team but i also think boston will come out of the damn east as well. wow yeah. uh geez guys come on I don't want to choose the same here. No, no, we can't be a Toronto Raptors podcast and all three of us pick Boston to come out of these. We can't. We just can't. So what I will say is I've narrowed it down to two and it's the exact same two Eastern Conference finalists from last year. It is Boston and it is Miami. So yes. I I think just to be different, I'll, I'll go with Miami. I'll say it's a repeat of last year's finals. Oh, um, you're right. And yeah, it's... I really want to say Toronto, to be honest. This year? But but that's yeah, but that's the beauty of this year. Yeah. You never know. Especially about the East. And I think it's the same thing with the bubble last year is that like it, it literally can be anybody when it comes to the East. Like like Dre said, there's a lot of things going on with 
like like Milwaukee is going to be good. We we you know don't take that away from Milwaukee, but like they haven't shown in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, for me, Brooklyn number two, but at the same time, Kyrie is going to be a little bit crazy. And uh, will the tandem of uh, Durant and and Kyrie really work in the playoffs? I mean, Boston. I, the reason why I picked Boston is just because of the continuity, and I think the same with Miami too. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to like. There also is a lot to hate. So. I don't know. I it, it could be Toronto, could be Miami. I just hope it's not Philly. <laughs> I definitely I'll say it's not Philly. So I, I do oh. want to say this. Like even though I ultimately did not choose Toronto, I really, really, really wanted to. And and that's not just because of my fandom. It's just when I look at this squad offensively and defensively, they they really could improve on where they didn't last or where they lacked last year, and that's in that half court offense. But you know, I'll play conservative. I'll, I'll go with the heat here and I'll save my surprise picks for the later parts of this predictions uh, of, of these okay. predictions. Um, and before we go to break, I think we should all pick our, our NBA champion, but I have a feeling we're all going to pick the same one. Yeah, yeah. This, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, a no, at the moment, it's kind of a no brainer. And again, these are just predictions. I mean, we're not going to be, we're not going to be the, the, the guys on TNT picking Toronto as the ninth seed or something, but like, it's, it's kind of self-explanatory at this point because you still got LBJ who's top player again, uh, Anthony Davis and you got Montrez now. I, I, I mean, be, like the list kind of goes on. So, uh, Dre, do you have, did you pick Boston <laughs> to win the NBA championship? Boston to win the NBA championship. Um, they could, that's all I'm going to say. Could. They could. I actually don't yeah. know. Uh, I you know the the safe bet is the Lakers, but considering that Tatum's not at his peak, um, Jalen Brown's not at his peak, Marcus Smart, as much as I hate the guy, is a smart and fantastic player. Um, they've got a lot clicking. They they easily could. I just think that the loss of Hayward is is kind of a big one there as a sixth man. Like Marcus yeah. Smart works best as a sixth man, I think, on this squad. But uh, being inserted to the starting lineup, their their bench is going to lack. And sorry, Jeff Teague is not the answer. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And you also have to think about, I mean, I know it's the start of the season, but Kemba's probably going to miss a little bit of the beginning of the season as well. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll see how that affects them in the end. But I, I, I'm, a, you know, for me, I got the Lakers. Jay, you got the Lakers? Yep, yep. Yeah, and, and Dre is kind of up in the air. We'll see by March. But... Raptors fans, let us know who you have as your East and West champions. Let us know who you have as the 2021 um, NBA champs prediction. We can't wait to hear everybody's predictions for the East, West, and the champs. Let's take a little bit of a break, and we'll come back with even more predictions. Talk to you guys soon. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's what Kyrie Irving's bringing to Boston next time he visits. So tune into that. (laughs) Oh, man, that's amazing. Yeah, I saw those images. I mean, again, nothing wrong with Sage. I I do the same thing to to our house, my wife and I. But I just think that going to someone else's place, your ex place or something, is kind of ridiculous. To be like, there is bad mojo here. I'm just letting you know there's bad mojo here. Bad mojo. That's that's crazy, man. All right, so welcome back to that's a wrap. Um, we in the first half we were talking about our predictions when it comes to the top eight, or at least top ten of the East and West, as well as our East West champs and the NBA championship. Let us know, guys and girls, who you think are going to be um the champs for 2021. But let's do some more predictions. Jay, we have um I think about like six more awards we want to talk about. Yeah, approximately. Let's start off with the big one, MVP. Who do you guys got? I I'll I'll start off with this one, I guess, and right. I'm gonna say Luca Doncic. Woo-hoo! I have the same one. Dre, you have the same one. I have the same one. Thank you. Oh, wow. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, like, uh, who who wants to talk about this? Like, why Luca? Why not Giannis? Why not LeBron? Why not Luca? Okay, here's the thing. A lot there's a big misconception that the MVP has to be in a top three, top four C team. I know Russell Westbrook did a hell of a lot to get his MVP, but OKC was not in that spot when he got his MVP. I think Luca is on everyone's radar. He's only gonna get better right now. If he cleans up the things that he has to, like, you know, some of his defensive strategies and stuff, I think it's a lock because it's gonna if Dallas reaches the fourth, like you and I thought, Jay. And it's that, mostly that's gonna be enough. Yeah. That, that that's gonna be enough, especially if Porzingis is out for a little bit. That's gonna be enough. It's gonna be like the guy was the fourth highest voted MVP vote getter in his second year. That's all mm-hmm. I need to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, shout out to our uh, our friends at Spread the Floor Podcast who basically touted as Luca as their own son. And I think Luca is the the future, one hundred percent the future. You we had, we had LeBron, uh, we have Giannis, we have Anthony Davis, we have Kawhi. Luca is there. He's he's basically there. And like Dre, you said the best, man. He's it's his it's his third year. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be his third year, and he's already such an amazing player, and he's still growing. He's still getting better, and he's been playing professional basketball since he was a teenager. So he knows the game, and he plays so smoothly 
for for you know for a so- like when he was a, a sophomore like basically um the Dallas Mavericks said hey Luca you're the man and he took it in strides like it, it's the what he his ceiling is is so high that you can't even see it so I can't wait to see what Luca does this year and I, you know, clearly all three of us are really high on him too. So I think that he's going to win or at least be again in the consideration of being the MVP. I would just point out one thing that I did notice. Um, I'm going to call you out here, Jason, in your predictions for the regular season, you did have the Warriors finishing above the Mavericks, which would probably lend to Steph Curry being a more viable MVP choice than Luca. That's See that's a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. That again, I do think that Golden State probably has a better team than Dallas. And I it, like again, Steph Curry is going to do his thing. He's going to uh, rack up the points, and he's going to be the flash and everything like that. But I feel like the NBA itself wants to see absolutely further into the future. Oh, and they want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and so they're going to be like, listen, Luca, you're going to be the face of of this NBA. Uh, for the future, for the kids, and he's—I feel like he's a very likable character. They also do the <laughs> you same know? thing that you're saying with Derrick Rose. Like you're—you're you're, you're very likable. You're going to be the face of the of the NBA until he got injured. That's exactly where he was heading. So you could be mm-hmm. on something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. Know, that that it's kind of cool that we all ended up with the same MVP. I I have a feeling we're not going to end up with the same. I don't know actually. Who knows how this is going to shake out? Yeah, but now our next award here is the most improved player. Um, Jason, you want to start us off here? Who do you think could sure be thing. the most improved? Let me just say I got a runner up of S, uh, of Shea Gildress, but my MB, MIP I hope for this year is going to be OG Ananobi. I think that he's going to. I I hope that he makes the leap that everyone hopes he does. Like what he showed in the playoffs was incredible, and what he's showing even in the preseason is incredible. He has, you know, he's more confident in his shot. He's dribbling the ball much more. Um, before whenever he was dribbling the ball, we kind of cringed a lot, but like he just seems more comfortable with his own body. Really, like he's still a growing kid, and if if he makes the leap that you know Siakam did a few years ago i think he's going to he, he's going to open a lot of eyes for sure so I, my pick for mip is og nice dre you got a you got a choice there i'm still trying to think that my problem with mip is it's very hard to gauge because you could look at somebody like a Jalen Brown, but we already know that he's good. So how is he going to be MIP? It's usually like the guy you don't expect, like Bam out of bio last year, right? So I still have to think for a second. Uh, sure, who, who I can jump in here. Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna actually uh, take your runner up there, Jason, and and give it to the Canadian boy in in SGA um, in Shea Gilgis Alexander. I strongly considered another Canadian in Jamal Murray, but uh, I, I was really impressed with how he looked in the bubble. It looks like he's kind of, he's ready to make the leap, but I find that in terms of winning the most improved player award, that's a harder one to win when you're going from all-star or, or borderline all-star into superstar, right? And it's a tough hill to climb. So I'm going to give it to the other Canadian and uh, SGA is my MIP preseason winner. Nice. I'm just going to go with Jamal Murray because uh, Jay, you planted that seed in my head. The problem is it's not going to be him because we know he's good already. And that's all what this is. When Pascal got it, he went from off the radar to this. Why is this guy not an all-star when 
you know, Bam was considered one. Brendan Ingram was considered. It's like, where did these guys come from? That's kind of where it is. So we already are aware of Jamal Murray, but I don't really have a better pick. But the other thing I was thinking in my head was maybe R.J. Barrett, the other Canadian guy. But uh, the Knicks just aren't good enough. They're not going to pay attention, just like uh, Devont, um, uh, Devontae Graham did with uh, yep the, the Hornets. The Hornets. Yeah. yeah, so they're not going to pay attention. So, And who am I going to give it to, Lamelo or even worse, Lonzo? So I'm just going to go uh, Jamal Murray. It's not going to be him. but uh, he's, he's up there. The, the betting odds hmm. have him number three. But he's already um, good, so... though. Like what? Like we're aware of it. He he's already improved. He improved in the bubble. Are we rewarding him for the bubble? If we no, are, he, then yeah. he, he improved <laughs> in the playoffs in the bubble. So True. that's kind of where where the the Siakam jump off happened, right? He who started to show some signs um, before. You know, it wasn't like an all season long thing, is what I'm getting at. And same similar with your point about Brandon Ingram, he showed some signs of it where. Uh, similar to Jamal Murray, where he showed some signs of it in the bubble, but not necessarily in the out, outside of the bubble during that regular season before the pandemic hit, right? So, so I can I see why he's, he's getting Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a solid choice. Jamal Murray, then. There we go. I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's go over to Rookie of the Year. And, you know, you, you mentioned his name um, accidentally there, Dre, but... Lamelo Ball is my choice for Rookie of the Year. Um, Whoa, he's going to take That's... the reins over in Charlotte. Um, you know, make give wide open threes to Devonte Graham because Graham loves taking those, and um, you know, do wonders with that team. And they still won't make the playoffs, but uh, Lamelo will look great doing it. So I'm yep. giving it to uh, to Lamelo. Yeah, Dre, you got I'm actually, there? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually on the same page. Uh, the problem is, I think for both the number one and the number two, they're in a position to not really shine, especially somebody like um, Anthony Edwards, who could. I don't think he will. Lamelo, looking at where his family, like who his family is, at him, he's going to use every opportunity to shine, whether he does or he doesn't, where he's going to be impossible to ignore. Unlike Lonzo, where it kind of became a problem that he was so noticeable, like he was noticeably missing shots. LaMelo's got a better shot. Yeah, it's not going too well, but I can only imagine it's going to get better. And I feel like he's a better leader. I think it's going to be LaMelo. I I actually think Mm. it's not even a debate at this point. Mm. I I actually had him in the beginning, and then I was like, you know what? I mean, he's he's probably going to be really flashy, but I don't know if he's going to put up the numbers enough to be the rookie of the year. And then, so I know that we spoke about this before, uh, Jay. When you know when you pick you know fantasy, for example, you sometimes you just want to pick uh, players uh, who are good on crappy teams. So in this case, I'm going to go with uh, Obi Toppin from New York. Oh wow! I, I think it's I think it's because that he's going to play a lot of minutes, and mainly because that at this point in time. Like the Knicks have to start playing their young guys, and and Obi Toppin, what I've seen, I know it's preseason, I know, but what I've seen from him, he, like he has a lot of energy and he knows how to finish around the rim, and I think he's going to put up those stats. No, he's they're not going to go anywhere. Let me let me put that straight. The Knicks aren't going to go anywhere, but I feel like Obi Toppin's going to be quite a surprise uh, when when it comes to the rooks. I don't I, honestly, I'm I'm on your page. I'm on your side when it comes to Lamelo. Uh, but to me, I think I, I want to see Obi Toppin shine. 
Uh, I, th I think we were also on your side there in terms of picking yeah. someone who's going to be playing for a bad team. So I think we all kind of followed <laughs> well, that line of thinking. Despite where he was in the draft pick, I actually think if he's not, you could be right, Jason. If not, he's certainly going to be in the top three of, of candidates. I firmly yeah. agree with that. Well, staying away, moving away from the poor teams with uh, shining <laughs> stars here, let's start talking about some really good teams here and some teams that will probably do better than we anticipated. And let's pick our coach of the year. Jason, do you want to take this one first? Yep. Uh, much like to my chagrin of uh, putting Boston on the East, I think it's time for Brad Stevens to get this award. Uh, I, I, you know, he's, he's, arguably be one of the top coaches every single year since he's been in the league and and i just feel like at this moment um bringing a young team uh to i guess hopefully to the promised land in in his case i i just feel like brad stevens has the charisma he has the smarts he's been in the league for a while now and and it's time it's time for for him to to get the trophy i'm actually thinking something similar to you but not the same uh, my runner-up is a is a dark horse, like somebody like a Quinn Snyder or something. But currently, or it's Tyron Lue. No, I'm kidding. Uh, currently, <laughs> no, it's not. He's not young anymore. But same thing, somebody that you know we've been aware of, but I feel like we kind of take for granted now. But after the playoffs last year, I think people are very aware of him again. I'm gonna go Spolstra. I think, especially if yep. the Heat yeah. get into a really yeah. good position again. At this point, it's not so much, is he a good coach? People are wondering, is he one of the great coaches of our time? And I think that's going to be something that people will be attaching themselves to in this discussion. So like when Popovich has been nominated years down the line, for instance. So uh, yeah, I have a feeling Spolster could at least be a part of the conversation. Yeah, I actually also had Spolstra, but now that I'm starting to think about it more and I... And it's more like if we think about the previous winners of coach of the year, it's either uh, somewhat, it's mostly a coach that led his team to a surprise. Right. And they, for in the example of Nick nurse, the Raptors were definitely not expected to finish with the second best record in the NBA. And in addition to dealing with all the injuries with Miami, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know what it's going to take for the heat to surprise us because they made the finals last year where they'd have to finish number one in the conference or have to deal with a bunch of injuries and still finish well. So the fact that all three of us are choosing. They might have to James Harden. Yeah, yeah, true. But the fact that, you know, none of us have them higher than fourth, I, I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to move away from Spo and I'm going to go with how we all predicted these, these standings to go. And I have Utah fairly high and I, I'll, I'll admit for the regular season, I consider putting Utah even higher. So I'm going to go with Quinn Snyder on this and say that he ends up being um, leading them to to a bit of a surprise regular season, possibly above one, if not both, of the LA teams. This is as far as I'd go. But uh, you know, seeing how I put them at third behind the LA teams, I can't really say that now. But yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give uh, Quinn Snyder the Coach of the Year award. Um, and and Eric and Brad continue to not win somehow, uh, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a that's a good pick. I I, I feel like all three of those uh, con contenders, uh, and you know you could throw Nick Nurse there too. 
You know what I mean? Like I, I as much as uh the the East is, you know, a crapshoot, I feel like these awards can kind of go to anybody who has a one, like you said, Jay, a surprise season, or two, you know, who who makes a really big splash in the in the in the I know this is a regular season award, so I guess it depends on, you know, who makes the the most out of that regular season. But finally, who do we have as the sixth man award? Well, I'll jump in here because I've already talked about Utah and I'm picking Jordan Clarkson as the uh, sixth man of the year. Um, yeah. I think yeah. the, the easy answer would probably be someone like a, a Lou Williams, who is like forever linked to that award. And then also, um, you know, possibly having uh, Dennis Schroeder, who I think is, is should be a favorite, but I'm going Jordan Clarkson because I'm sticking with the whole Utah as a surprise thing. Um, Trey, how about you? Sixth man of the year. All I could think about for myself is a guy who had to take a leadership role who is going to be shoved back now because two of the guys are back and presumably going to be there for the long haul. I'm going to go Spencer Dinwiddie, who's going to have to take a bit of a lesser role on. Oh, good choice. On good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. For sure. Um, and I'm going to go with the person that I think that should have won last year, and that's Dennis Stroder. Yep. Um, it de- it depends on if he's going to start for the Lakers or not. Uh, but I feel like if you're going to have the two nominees for last year's Sixth Man of the War with uh, Montrez and Dennis Schroeder playing off the bench, I think that's going to be ridiculous for the Lakers. So I'm going to go with Dennis Schroeder. All right. So let's. Uh, I know this gone a little bit a little bit longer than I thought, but I wanted to definitely go with what is our biggest, what our predictions, one of the biggest surprises, and also our biggest disappointments. Jay, I'm going to ask you first. What do you think is going to be the biggest surprise team or individual? I think by by default, uh, I've spoken about them a lot in the last couple of minutes. So I guess by default, I'm going to have to say my surprise is the Utah Jazz. Uh, okay. At least, at least this is a regular season award, I guess. Um, so I'm going to go with them. Biggest disappointment, Phoenix Suns, uh, only because really? I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're going to be a gross disappointment, but I think. A lot of people are already putting them into the playoffs, <clears throat> present company excluded. <laughs> and I am hesitant to go in that direction. So I will say the Phoenix is a disappointment. Um, Dre, how about you? You got a surprise and disappointment? Uh, well, I think uh, the, the disappointment I'm going to go with is uh, if it wasn't apparent, uh, the Warriors, I, I don't know if they're going to perform I, I don't know if i consider houston a disappointment because um that's a complete and utter uh shit show that i don't think anyone should be touching with a 10-foot pole it's an uploading team <laughs> but the, the warriors seem like they actually want to do this and i don't know if they will without clay because they've got wiggins who still has to figure out his priorities um draymond green who has taken a bit of a hit and you know the team's still not complete enough for him to fully shine i don't know i feel like that's a disappointment but the surprise technically placing dallas as high as i did to me that that feels like the surprise like they're not just going to be good they're going to be damn good especially Mm. with the the loss of um of seth curry and uh you know, Chris Stapps being out for a while. The fact that I place them that high, that to me, I feel like that they will be the surprise. Hmm. Yeah, I, I like that. And and I'm going to go, I guess, to the same points as both Jay and Dre, you guys pointed it out. Uh, but I'm going to opposite direction. I do think the biggest surprise for the NBA, and, and this could be recency bias, 100%, but you, you have 
uh, player like a Chris Paul caliber, you're basically adding like a Kyle Lowry in there. And he's going to be, he's going to lead the Phoenix Suns to uh, the playoffs. I mean, last year, you know, what, what, uh, what did they have? Like a 0.2% chance for the Thunder to make the playoffs and they made it to fifth. And honestly, that was because of, yes, of course, the growing, um, the, the growing strength of SGA, uh, SGA and also Steven Adams, but Chris Paul is a, definitely a deciding factor. Would you have Devin Booker, uh, DeAndre Jordan, and you have, you add the additions of Jay Crowder. Um, I can't see them. It's going to be a really hard for them to make it uh, to in the West because it's so loaded in the West. But I really do think Chris Paul will bring them over that hump and finally make the playoffs after ten seasons. Uh, quick trivia: Who? What is the longest drought in NBA playoffs? Which team? It's the Kings. How many seasons? Isn't it wow. like sixteen or seventeen? Hmm. I'm going to say it's something like thirteen seasons. Oh, you're you're you were quite close. It's 14 seasons for the Sacramento Kings. So, after once the and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it right there. Said uh, Phoenix is gonna make the playoffs and they're going to uh, remove that 10 year drought for the biggest disappointment. Again, it's going to be to me. I guess it's the recency bias, but it all depends where James Harden is going to end. I I think if if James Harden uh, stays in Houston, there he's he's going to you know bring them to the playoffs for sure. But if not, and if you're going to uh, wherever he's going to go, whatever trade package he's going to get, I I just without James Harden, I think the host, uh, Houston Rockets are just going to to plummet. But there you have it, uh, Raptors fans, NBA fans. Um, that is our predictions all of our predictions from the top one to ten seeds of the east and the west nba champs as well as the awards let us know who your awards are going to for the 2021 2022 season or would it be 2020 and 2021 season that's that's more like it um but until then trey where can i find you brother you can find me on twitter at andreas fads you can follow my film editorial and review website films fatale f-i-l-m-s f-a-t-l-e.com no spaces um bit of a surprise you guys haven't even heard this yet but i've been uh i've just completed my first uh, television interview in relation to the website i'm gonna keep that a surprise as to what it is Uh, it's over in england but uh yeah that'll be really exciting so in a couple weeks time i'll be sure to point you guys in that direction i can't say much more than that uh jay where can we find you I'm changing my award pick for most improved to you, Dre. Uh, you're yeah. my most improved <laughs> yeah. podmate. Dre, uh, you're the real MVP. You're the real. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. Find my writing and this podcast on Raptors HQ. Starting this Monday, it's the return of the wrap-up where I preview the games of the week because we've got basketball, folks, starting next week. So can't wait obviously and uh look out for my weekly uh recap or or i guess preview of of the weeks for of the week ahead for the raptors jason how about you buddy perfect and for us you can find us of course at that's a rep pod on twitter and that's rep podcast on instagram shout out to our friends at uh the sports bar shooter and the stash uh jay and i had the privilege of uh being the guest on their show uh those guys are from tampa bay and they just wanted to know the 401 about the toronto raptors who who made tampa bay their second home uh all you guys in tampa all you fans over there you know make us proud cheer loud uh and hopefully give us some of that tampa bay lightning 
reach Stanley Cup magic. But until then, remember, season starts on the 23rd. Until then, that's a wrap. This episode of That's a Wrap Podcast brought to you by Johnny Wilkes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>